Mormon Discussions and its lineup of great podcasts is about helping Latter-day Saints like you tackle deeper, complex issues within Mormonism. All financial support goes directly towards keeping these podcasts alive and supporting listeners like you. To support the programs on this podcast, please consider becoming a premium subscriber or making a donation at mormondiscussions.org. Again, that's Mormon Discussions, plural with an S on the end, dot org. Donate today and support programs like Mormon Discussion, Radio Free Mormon, Mormon Awakenings, The Mormon Wellness Project, Mormon History Podcast, Marriage on a Tightrope, and others. If these programs benefit you and you want to see these continue, please consider making an annual donation starting today. All donations are tax exempt inside the United States and go towards keeping the podcast alive. Mormon Discussions and its lineup of great programs. Helping you navigate Mormonism one episode at a time. And now, on to what you've been waiting to hear. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Alan. And I'm Katie. And we're still married. Before we get into today's topic, we want to introduce a little mini section or mini topic within each episode. Because we felt like there's things that happen to us every single week in between recordings that they don't really warrant a full episode, but they're worth noting. So we don't have a clever name for it other than marriage moment or something stupid like that. Hey, okay, I will send a treat in the mail to you for the first person who can come up with a better topic name. Right now we're calling it marriage moments, but... And we'll just jump into this one today, and that'll give you an idea of what we're trying to do. So a few nights ago, in fact, over the last few weeks, uh, something that's been on, on my mind is a lot of the current events within some of the LDS topics that have hit the news with the MTC president scandal and the March for the Children from Sam Young. So those things kind of got in my head, <laughs> if you can say it that way. And a few nights ago, it all kind of came to a head, and it was really overwhelming me. And I wasn't feeling great about it. And in, in bed, Katie and I were, were laying there trying to sleep. It had been a few minutes of silence, and I suddenly speak up to Katie and say, I'm not doing well. And she says, what's wrong? And I said, I just, all of this stuff that's going on is, is really hard for me to figure out. And, and Katie, I'll let you speak for yourself of how, what that was like to, to get that uh, message from me. She knows that I feel very strongly about this. And what did you do in, in response? I think I changed the subject, didn't I? She started rubbing my back. And I started rubbing his back. Alan's like a physical touch, you know? So um, I don't know what kind of weird calming effect rubbing a back happens to have on him. But it's like a... You know what I think of? I think of the Jungle Book and the snake eyes. Like he's hypnotizing <laughs> people. Right. And this is kind of like... Alan's hypnotic state is when I rub his back. Less nefarious than the snake, though, I think. Mm, a little. <laughs> yeah, and then she said, look, you don't have to talk about it. You can if you'd like. And then she just went into other topics. Hey, how about we grab some dinner with the kids before their baseball game tomorrow? And hey, uh, why don't you work from home tomorrow and I can make you lunch? And she... Uh, it even got to the point of, why don't we just pull up the Goldbergs and watch the Goldbergs on Hulu? Or She was very supportive. It wasn't combative. It wasn't, uh, let's dig in deep and really understand how you're feeling about that issue. It was, she knows I've been thinking about it a lot. And so she was just very supportive and 
both physically and verbally. Yeah, just trying to take your mind off of it. And sometimes that helps more just to talk it out. But at this moment, I kind of felt like, no, he just needs a distraction. So, man, yeah. if you haven't watched The Goldbergs, that is a fantastic distraction. It is a good show. It yes. is a good show. Yes, it is. And I, uh, all this stuff is still on my mind, but right now I'm doing really well with it. And so Katie is good at reading me. And I'm sure that next time I'm stressed out about something, she'll recognize it and start scratching. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> it works. It works. But we want to get into today's topic. And so, Katie, why don't you talk a little bit about why and what we are talking about today? Yeah, sure. The way I want to introduce this is to talk about a friend of ours. We have a really good friend, and he and his wife and his family are out traveling all over the world super jelly about it and they um post these amazing pictures and have these really great stories to go along with it and he was in town recently and uh we were lucky enough that he chose us to spend one of his free nights with and so we sat down and talked for a long time and one of the things that he said was that um when they decided to do this big adventure, they sat down and they started to make goals together and then would have a plan, you know, of how to like reach those goals and everything. And I mean, this is a big goal that they worked for quite a while on to get to. And I guess um, I felt like really inspired by what he said afterward. And I mean, I think that no, we normally make goals at the beginning of the year, not so necess not necessarily like the middle of the year. And Alan and I, we haven't really made goals for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not I officially. Mean, I, mean. I think we talk about like working out every day and <laughs> that it remains to be month. seen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, however, I decided, no, we really need to sit down and make these goals. So... This whole episode today is all about goal setting, and it's interesting because what we decided at the beginning was that we wouldn't have any limits. We could make any goals we wanted, whether within the realm of what we were comfortable with or, or not, but let's sit down and just make these big goals. I think that it's important to to bring up that when you're in this uh, faith shifting marriage, sometimes the goals that you normally have because of the church, you know, read your scriptures, pray every day, those sorts of things, um, they kind of go out the window and you are trying to get a bearing of where you are and what you want for your family because you both want the best, but you may have different views of how to go about doing that now. And so, uh, this was a fun exercise to do, like individually, and then come together on so that we could hit big goals together. And really, I mean, it strengthens your marriage when you have something that you're working towards as a couple. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, and this was a unique situation. <clears throat> uh, Katie said that we, we set these goals individually. I was going on a work trip the day after we decided to set these goals. So we decided, hey, let's set them separately, come back together, and we can chat about it when I get back. Something that, that Katie, you touched on that I want to touch harder and deeper. Stop. <clears throat> no? Okay. No. Uh, is uh, what I wanted to talk about is um, it's, it's less... It, it, 
when I was setting the goals and Katie did the same thing, it was a lot about driving the the behavior and and values that you want to accomplish rather than just doing something because of obedience or doing something because you know you're supposed to. That goes along with what you said. Right. Going to church every Sunday, reading the scriptures, uh, praying every morning and night. Those can be goals that you set, but not just because you're supposed to. It's what are you trying to get out of that? So after our four days of being apart and both thinking about... I missed you so much. I know. I miss you more. I'm the one with the kids the whole time. I know, but I'm all alone in a hotel, comfortable in a bed to yourself with free HBO. Oh my god! I can reimburse the Mexican food dinners and Buffalo Wild Wings. I know all of you are crying a river right now for Alan. Oh, it's so difficult. I, I always get upgraded Alan, on Delta. Alan, it's not a competition. <laughs> Proceed. I would win. Okay, so uh, after Alan got back. Um, from his trip, we sat down and we decided, like, let's go ahead and go through our goals. I mean, we took four days to, like, think about and really write down what we felt was the best for our family. I suggest everyone taking time to do it. Don't just, like, sit down during a family home evening and write them out. Um, allow yourself some time to know what you want to put down. So we sat down and we started to go through our goals and we started with the short-term goals. So we went one by one back and forth and told each other what short-term girl goals we had. And it was funny because there were quite a few that were very similar, if yeah, not awesome. the same. Uh, there were some that were different also. So we thought it would be fun for you to listen to some of the short-term and long-term goals we had. You will have fun. You hear us? You will. You're going to enjoy this. All right? Maybe it'll give you some inspiration. Who knows? Jeez, how pretentious are we? All right, so what was your first short-term goal that you wanted to, to talk about? These aren't all the goals that we made, but we just wanted to highlight a few of the ones and talk about why. Right. I think that we are at the stage in our marriage and our life where we need, it's a necessity to go on a weekly date night. Luckily, our oldest is almost 12, so every once in a while we can leave him for an hour or two. With, we do that now. We're actually doing that tonight. We do that now. Yeah, we're going to do which that tonight. Which we're breaking the law. It's feeling rebellious. But in he's Utah, almost 12. In Isn't Utah, it 12? No, in Utah, it's whatever age you feel like is... That's not true. No, it is. I feel like my three-year-old can be alone no, with his... No, I mean, it's like 11, 11 and up. Mm, someone fact-checked us on this, please. Fact-check us. No, I, I'm totally <laughs> serious. And we just passed that free-range parenting law where you can let your kids play outside by themselves. Awesome. Yeah, this was like a weird law. This is great. I'm in, I am I am absolutely in support of any litigation that allows my children to be away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I, we get enough of them. We sound so really the bad. That, no. We love our children. Look, we do. if you're listening to this, if you have kids, you know how it is. So anyway, date nights. Why date is that Date nights. Okay, so, gosh, circling back, um, I, I feel like we have crazy lives and our kids have crazy schedules and we're getting into baseball season, and so that just, like, takes it up a notch. And if we don't connect every week, we're off. We just are. So, to me, having a weekly date night, and I don't even care, like, what it what it is we're doing, but it's absolutely necessary for us to do that. This is where a lot of the listeners come in, because a lot of our date nights have been 
having dinner with it, with, yes. with individuals. We're so doing that again you. tonight. And usually what we'll do is we'll go to dinner so we can be with someone else, social situation. Then we'll go do something together afterwards, just the two of us. Right. Okay. And um, one thing I was going to say about these short-term goals, they don't have to be like it happens one day and no more. What we define as short-term goals are little things that will make a big impact right away. So most of these are not an event. Yeah. Like right. Th- by this, at, at, on this day, this we're day. going to do this thing. They're, uh-huh. they're ongoing improvements. Right. That, like I said, will make a big difference. So anyway. yeah. And, and mine fits in that category as well. One yeah. of the, one of the goals that I made was to make prayer more meaningful and what I specifically mentioned in that was in prayer using a lot more commitment type language than asking for stuff. <laughs> so the example I gave Katie, and maybe it's not the best example, but the example I gave Katie, rather than asking Heavenly Father to bless the food, rather than that, commit to him and the beginning of the day that you are going to prepare healthy food for your family. So it doesn't replace the need to ask ask Heavenly Father for blessings, but it it's taking more responsibility and accountability for your own actions. Instead of, Heavenly Father, bless me that I can help others today. It's, Heavenly Father, I am going to help someone today. I'm mm-hmm. committing to you right now that I will find someone that needs help and I will help them. That's a lot more powerful language and a lot more accountability on your own right. part with hopefully the same outcome of well, a better outcome of of doing that and you're holding yourself accountable to you and the lord so it's i felt really strongly about that so the the goal that's a good this is a good example of rather than pray every day that's not terribly helpful for for us right now instead it's let's do it this way so that uh, we actually get something done and and improve ourselves yeah i like that i like you i love you oh you win i know I always do. Okay. Another short-term goal that I had was to make our Sundays more meaningful. And we've heard that from the pulpit a number of times, but in a different way. So uh, our oldest doesn't love going to church. In fact, usually he complains a lot. And he's got some, I don't know, issues, issues, I would say. But one time we were with a therapist and the therapist said to me, what are you doing to make his Sunday fun? If you're telling him all the things he can't do, how is he supposed to look forward to anything? And I thought about that and I thought, gosh, she's right. And so she gave us some phenomenal advice. She said, at this time we had church at like one o'clock and she said, every morning, get up and make a big breakfast. Like, have him pick the recipe, have the kids decide on something and just do it all together. Make a big breakfast. So it's something to look forward to in the morning and then do an activity. And so Alan and I won, I think it was our first Sunday trying this is we went and bought donuts and we hiked up to donut falls and we ate donuts at donut falls and it was so fun. And then we came home just in time to get changed and go to church. And everyone was so happy because we had changed things up. And the other goal that we wanted to focus on on Sundays is connecting with people because Alan and I are extroverts. And so we really find a lot of value in being with others and just feeding off of their energy. 
And so, um, along with, um, even though our schedule has changed to 9 a.m. church, we're just adjusting. We still make big breakfasts. We go to church, we come home, and then we do a big family activity. And then we have someone for dinner or we go somewhere. We, we just try and connect with people because it's a family day, but also it's time for us to just enjoy one another. I got a question for you. Yeah. If... Now that we're at 9 a.m. church, if there was an activity we wanted to do that we couldn't do unless we missed church, if I didn't have any responsibilities in my calling and you didn't have any in yours, is that something that would be on the table? <laughs> I don't know. What, like, what? Give me an example. Oh, gosh. I don't know if, if it's something like, hey, we want to go to Midway because at 10 a.m. there's a... There's like a, the Swedish days or, or where we can walk around and look at this and that. Or, or if there's something time-wise, it's like, oh, shoot, we would love to do this as a family, but it's only happening at 10 a.m. on Sunday. I think that you there's room for allowances. I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we go on vacation on Sundays, if we don't have something planned, we'll go to church and then do something afterward. But... Like last year we were in Florida and we did SeaWorld and we didn't feel bad about that. Right. Like if we wanted to take a day trip somewhere that was two hours away, uh-huh. but we wanted, we needed to get back for a family dinner at six, mm-hmm. we had to miss church to do it. <laughs> You're making up really interesting scenarios. I'm just saying like, what <laughs> I, the, the point I'm trying to prove is from my perspective, if making a, a one particular Sunday meaningful... Mm-hmm means, hey, we've planned this thing, but in order to do it, we have to leave after sacrament or we have to just not go to church at all. Is the, is making Sundays more meaningful for our family, are we willing to put that above church attendance for that one week? I don't know. That's an interesting question. I mean, I feel like because I have so many responsibilities, like there, I can't Sundays plan. Are, Sundays are busy. are going to be hard to find a Sunday where that well, that would fit in fit, right. unless it was like an Easter Sunday or a state conference Sunday or, I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. I, I, again, there's this, the point of this is not trying to find something to take us away from church, but if there's something that we feel is important for us to do as a family and it happens to make us miss church, we shouldn't feel bad about that if that's the decision we make. Okay, so now that I'm thinking about it, we were just in Arizona at my brother's ward, and we went to the first hour of church, sacrament only, and then afterward, we decided to take the kids over to the visitor center slash the park that's across the street, because it's a really cool park. Of the Mesa Temple. Of the Mesa Temple, right. I didn't think that that was, like, bad of us to do, skip out on the other half of church the last two hours. No, it's very easy to do it when you're not at your own home ward. You don't right. feel like you have to go to the second two hours. Anyway, something for us to think about. Yeah, that is something to think about. Now, the next one that I had was uh, couple study. So Katie and I, uh, the way that I framed the goal was one week, Katie will choose a, a topic, um, a specific principle or something that she wants to learn about, and then we'll study it together doesn't have to be religious per se. It doesn't have to be, I want to learn more about baptism. It could be, but could also be, um, I really want to learn more about 
um, couples therapy or really want to learn more about badminton. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. And then we'll spend, if it's a topic that's, well, you know, after two days we're sick of, then we'll move on to the next one. But the, the idea is each week, one of the, one of the people in the marriage, which there's just me or Katie, each week, Katie and I, Katie or I will choose that topic. And then we will, we'll listen to podcasts. We'll read books together. We'll study it together, see what we think, see what we feel, etc. I think that goes along with I, I, I would imagine that a lot of the time the topic would be spiritual or religious. Uh, and that goes along with another goal that I'm sliding in here, probably unfairly, but uh, of, of being more open and being authentic. Mental health is important. And the more and more, gosh, this is, I know we say this every episode and we say what I'm saying now every episode as well, that that open communication is so important when, in a mixed faith type of situation where... If we're studying about baptism, I need to be able to feel like I can share my feelings on that topic without judgment. And same thing for Katie. Right, because what happens? I mean, it bottles up and bottles up and then volcano. Kaboom. Mm -hmm. Kaboom. So that was one of the goals too. All right. We're going to move on to long-term goals for both of us. And these are um, a little bit more far-reaching, I guess you could say. But uh, one of the long-term goals that I had written written down was that we should find a cause that we're both passionate about and then we should like volunteer, serve, donate and work that cause together. And uh, like one thing Alan and I are really, really passionate about is mentoring youth. We love spending time with youth. Maybe because we are like super <laughs> immature. That's probably it, right? Like, yeah. we just want to feel young. We, I don't think, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we want to feel young. That's a better way of putting it. That's a better way of putting it. And I've, I've gone to the point where I've asked the bishop specifically now that I've been released as an elders quorum first yeah. counselor. But, oh, we didn't use that in our marriage moment. Yeah, we could have. So, yeah. I, I mean, no, I didn't get released for any reason on my part. It was, Everyone at, was released. At a, in priesthood session at right. conference, everyone was released. So I've asked the bishop, I would love to teach the youth. And he's he's chewing on that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, I don't, we'll see what happens. I don't know if anything will come of that. But <laughs> I mean, like a boys and girls club, that would be a like a really cool thing that we would like to do. Not just, I mean, it doesn't have to be with the church, obviously. It would be out there yeah. in the community doing something that we feel passionate about. And this is one of those things that we feel passionate about. And so uh, we are currently looking for opportunities. If you know of one or have one or would like to provide us with one, um, yeah, send it on over our way. I know that I've been on the justserve.org website, and that's a really good resource also. One goal that I set for us to do with our kids is to take one month and have each of the kids choose something they want to learn how to do. So I talked to our 10-year-old, and he told me that he wanted to learn how to do a front flip, a standing front flip. Now, here's the thing about, <laughs> here's the thing about this kid. Wait, wait. On the trampoline or on the ground? Not on the trampoline, on the ground. Oh, my gosh. So he's like, I want to learn how to... And then my goal was, we'll do it together. Wait, hold on. Does everyone in the family have to learn a standing front no, flip? No, it's okay. just this kid and then the parent that is learning it with him. So oh, I, so we get to pick and choose our experiences? Yeah. 
We can listen to all four of the kids, what they want to learn, and be like, mm, I'm not going to do too good with that. Rock, paper, scissor. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we looked at a few YouTube videos together. We looked at it, and we went. He looked at me after we watched a few YouTube videos on how to how to do a front flip on the ground. And he goes, maybe we should choose something else. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I was afraid I was going to break a leg or something. But or he would break a leg. I know. But it would be cool, because then we can spend an entire month doing that together learning how to play guitar and i know that that takes longer than a month right so then we can have a family showcase in in family home evening and each kid can come up and say hey look i learned how to play guitar and ding 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 that's what a guitar sounds like see clearly i need to learn how to play it and then the other kid can say look i i can do a front flip but i don't land on my feet yet but check it out stuff like that so uh that that was one of my long-term goal ideas i like that idea it's i like ideas that involve the kids because I think yeah, that's and, something that they like to do. And something that they should learn because if you're a parent, you know, especially with the older kids, they stare at screens all the time. And so do we as parents. And so involving us in what they are interested in learning how to do is important. Right. And you never know what it develops into. Maybe it's a hobby you'll pick up. Your dad picked up golf because you were because into golf. Because of me. Yeah. Yeah, I got into golf and then he got into golf. And I inherited uh, like a $2,000 set of golf clubs. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, except he's dead. Yeah, I'd rather have him than the clubs. <laughs> but they're like specially made for very tall people, these clubs. So it may have been worth it, the trade. Yeah, good old Jim. <laughs> he did not skimp on... <laughs> On equipment. Don't tell your mother, but these golf clubs cost. That's X that was. A, don't tell your mother, but these shoes cost. That was a very common phrase that I heard out of his mouth. Don't tell your mother, but this costs this much. Yeah, it's so, good. So, Katie, we now have time for sharing two more goals, both long term. Uh, these goals are going to be more uh, very long term and very ambitious. Of really a lot of big self improvement. So, tell them about a recent goal that you're setting for yourself. Okay, this is a big one. And I'll tell you that this was inspired all from the me. people. Oh, well, no, you're the cause. <laughs> oh, geez. Thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> but this has been inspired by all the people that we've met, who we've talked to, the emails we received, the messages, and really just this podcast. It's kind of spurred this. I have decided that I want to become a marriage and family therapist and specialize in um, mixed faith relationships and marriage. And this is like huge for me. What do you know about that? I know nothing. Um, it's huge for me because I have a lot of work ahead of me. A lot. I've spent a lot of time on the phone and online trying to figure out how to get to this point. And it's like, I mean, it's like school. It's like the GRE, applying for MFT school, and on and on. And I mean, this is a goal that will probably take me, an, I don't know, a number of years to complete. Who knows? I'm not sure. But um, this is a goal that I'm really passionate about. And when I think about the future and what it is I would like to accomplish, I really think about how I can help others and you. And, you know, we aren't therapists and there's not much that we can do as far as like giving you science behind the advice because we really don't know and we're not qualified for that. But um, one thing that we can do is listen 
And until I get to the point where I'm licensed and I can take on clients and I can um, dive deep into others, help others um, with their own journeys, um, this is something kind of in the interim I can do is just um, do this podcast, talk to you like we have been, and then go through school. And it's really, <laughs> it's really kind of, I don't know. It's a big, it's, it's a, big a lot. School. Yeah, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to take in, and it's a big goal. But whenever I think about it, I feel so good about it. I just feel like this is the like this is what God is calling me to do, if that makes sense. And so that's what I will be doing for the next. I don't even know how long it'll take me, but one step at a time. One step at a time. Love that's it. Right. That's a really. I'm all on board with this goal. I think Katie's amazing, and she can. She can do it. You can do it, honey. I believe in you. I don't, I'm so old. You know how you like feel like, oh, am I smart enough to even go back? I like have so many thoughts and doubts. I'm 37. Can I say that? I'm 37. I've got four kids. It's good timing because my youngest will be in preschool three days a week in the fall. And then, um, you know, by the time I'm f- full into the program, hopefully, um, my kids will be in all day school. So, like, I feel like it's, like, the right season to do it. Katie not finishing her bachelor's has always been a topic that we've talked about constantly. Yeah, yeah like, I it's have, like, a year left. And so... Yeah. So, she, I mean, we're very, very excited about that. Which makes the last goal that I'm going to talk about seem very meaningless. <laughs> no, it's not. It's what's important to you. Yeah, I've, I've always been very passionate about... Um, playing games (laughs) (laughs) okay wait board games or video games well both but um i don't have the patience or skill set to learn how to code and create video games so i've always been very very interested in creating and making my own board games or strategy games so think settlers of Catan, uh uh, ticket to ride puerto rico those types of games even card games like exploding kittens and those types of games so I really have been very interested. I've created a few games myself, but I've never really taken it further than uh, a very lame prototype. And it's it's something that is very fun for me. I'm also already in kind of corporate America business, if you will. So starting my own company is very exciting and entrepreneurship is very exciting for me on that front as well. So I've got I've got that goal, a uh, long-term goal of starting a gaming company and some of the first steps for me. I actually haven't gone through this whole process of writing down what I would need to do to to get there. So that is something that I do need to do is is Katie's gone further in her longest-term goal by calling the BYU MFT department and talking to multiple people of advice and what to do and what signing I need to do first, classes. signing up for classes and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah. I need to go through that process, but what I thought I would do is uh outline for you and this this kind of happened in the last three minutes uh that we've been recording but i i remember if you remember katie in our last ward i was asked to to do a a single adult fireside do you remember that yeah but it was like they were like older it was not young single adult it was single adult fireside (laughs) Right, right um and there's a topic that i've always been very passionate about and it's taking action and part of that uh fireside and talk i've done an elders quorum i've done for youth i've done i've done it a few times in a a few different venues which is really fun and 
part of that is setting goals. And so I wanted to walk through very quickly because it doesn't take long to go through six steps of, of making impactful goals that you'll actually do something with. So step one is you literally need to write this down, uh, to make it, uh, you've always heard that a goal isn't a goal unless you've, you've written it down. Uh, I prefer writing, not typing, but anyway, uh, step one, too. yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Step one is what do I want to accomplish? So write down, what am I trying to do? Step two is what's the first thing I need to do to, uh, work toward that action or work toward that goal. Yeah. What's the first step? So Katie's was, I'm going to call my brother-in-law who's an MFT. I'm going to call the BYU department. That's the first thing she needed to do. I'm going to get transferred 10 different times and talk, <laughs> tell them my story 10 different times in order to get to the right person. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Step three is what is an obstacle that I can expect to encounter? So with Katie's goal, an obstacle would be cost. It it could be. I expect that for these six credits that I need to take, it's going to cost X amount of money. That's an obstacle. How am I going to overcome the obstacle, which is step four? So how do you overcome it? Okay, Mm -hmm. well, we've got to save up X amount of money to take those those classes. Yes. Step five is who am I going to tell about my goal and my progress? (laughs) Well, we're telling everyone that's listening to this podcast, which is nice. But Katie has me, right, to talk about... We have each other. Talk mm-hmm. about the goal. So marriage, high five for marriage. Not literally. She almost gave me a high five because I went like I was going to give her a high five. This would make more sense if it was a video podcast. But I'm so glad it's not. <laughs> and step six is what does success look like? How do you know that you're succeeding in your goal? So for me, that would be I have a finished game that I'm ready to mass produce. That I'm going to put on Kickstarter. That I'm going to kickstart, and it's going to be awesome. It's That's going to right. be the next Exploding Kittens. I'm going to make millions, and I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> no, you won't. No. I, I have to say I won't, because I think there's people at my work that listen to this podcast. No. So anyway, those are the, the, the few six steps that, um, that are really, really helpful in setting goals that just make them feel like there's something you can actually accomplish. Okay, so Alan, are you there? Yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> What did we learn through this process of making goals and then talking to each other about them? I would say three things. First, I learned that we have a lot of the same, I don't even want to use the word goals, but we have a lot of the same uh, values and purposes that we're trying to accomplish, which is awesome to see. Like, oh, I made this, I made a very similar goal. And then we talk about that. So that was cool. Yeah. Two... This was the first goal setting session I think that I've official sit down and do, you know, write down goals session that I didn't feel constrained by setting goals I know I should do, but rather only set goals that I feel would be helpful. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And we've talked a little bit about that. So I didn't feel like I have to make these obedience based goals of we're going to go to the temple once a month. We're going to read our scriptures every day. We're going to, it's that we're told that we're supposed to do that. And if those things are helpful, set the goal that way. Absolutely. But it, that was really cool to feel like I can set a goal that, that is important for us as a family. And third, that is a byproduct of that really, but that it's, it was a lot more fun and oh, yeah. a lot more exciting to me to think of, 
oh, cool, like this is what's actually important to us. This is going to be fun to do. It's going to be fun to sit with the kids and see what they want to learn how to do and and what they're what they're nervous about and what they think is going to be hard and watching them improve. With It's just going to be a really fun process. So that's what I learned. How about you? Yeah, I learned all of those things. I, I'm the type of person type A, hello, um, that I'm like, okay, we have these goals and now we're going to break it down. And then this is what we're going to do every day and, and all these things, which can be really overwhelming. Um, I think that if you can only work on one goal at a time, do it that way. Yeah. If you have this one long-term goal, like me going back to school and, and Alan doing this game, um, I don't know, a game company or whatever, it is. But if you have that long-term goal, you've got to set reasonable, small, low expectations of things you can do weekly. Mm-hmm. Carve out that time. Carve out that time to work on those goals. And then I think that the key thing here with all of the goals that we set and with everything we've talked about is being intentional. Be intentional with your time. Even if it's on a date, I think that you can be intentional with the time. You put the phone away <clears throat> oh, right dear. On. Do we need to have another marriage moment? No, no marriage you moment. You can end the podcast with a marriage moment, right? But it, that would be a low rather than a high. <laughs> <laughs> we had a recent date night where I had my phone out a little bit too much, so my bad. Uh, maybe it doesn't bother any of you ladies <laughs> or spouses out there. I don't know, but um, whatever it is that you're doing, just be intentional yeah. and you go for it. And, you know, it feels good to work on some of the same goals. Like Alan and I both have an idea in mind. We work on it together. We talk about it. And I mean, you can see that a lot of them don't really have um, to do with like our faith. Uh, Like Alan said, you're taking those things in without any constraints and just honing in on what you what you think is best. This has been Marriage on a Tightrope. We would love to hear any questions, concerns, complaints that you have by sending it to marriageonatightrope at gmail.com, or you can comment on our website as well, marriageonatightrope.org. We are also on Instagram. So far, I have... Okay, I'm going to pull it up. How many people do we have following us? Alan, any guesses? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say 70. 70. (gasps) 81! Oh, how about that? I mean, not that it's super important that you follow us. And also, we don't follow anyone back. Is that something we should do? Just yeah, everyone likes to have followers. Just follow everyone back. Some most of them are like private accounts. Oh, well then don't follow the private ones. <laughs> Just follow who you can. People like to be followed. So we we are on um, Instagram. We'll post pictures. Maybe I'll put up my creamsicle cookies I made for the couple tonight. Mm, oh my gosh, they're good. We're not and eating sugar. Of us are eating it. <laughs> so they'll enjoy it, but we won't. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Comes with a breathtaking view. 
Walking a tight road.